Welcome to our weekly Wednesday Shir. Still in the Shiva for poor Ellie. Should be a good Tibet for the whole family. Ellie, I said by Levi actually, he reminds me very much of Nayak. He had his challenges in life. Chakash Baruch Hu, of course, put forward to him. And he had a lot of hurdles, many hurdles to jump, many obstacles to go around. With what he had, he did the best he could. Should be a meditation for his mishpacha, siblings, his parents. The Shabbos is Pashas Noyach. Noyach is missing a beat. Noyach is Tzadik Tom Hoya Bedeiraisov. He was a Tzadik Tomim. Missing a beat. Missing a point slightly. A tzaddik of a generation has to have breita places, has very great shoulders, and many shoulders, many people cry on those shoulders, many people rely on those shoulders. Moshe Rabbeinu, being the leader of the Jewish nation, put himself out on a limb, shall we say, or further than that. When Moshe Rabbeinu literally cried out to Kaddish Baruch Hu, if you're not going to forgive the Jews, erase me from your Torah. Moshe, as a Raya Nemon, did, spared no moment, spared no life, no, no breath, not to help fellow Jew. Nayak, in turn, was very well aware of how he had to behave and never imagined in his wildest dreams that the rest of the world was supposed to behave the way they behaved. And yet, he didn't go around telling people, stop it. He didn't go around telling people, behave yourselves. He didn't go around explaining to people Hashem Echod Echod. We have an ironic Rashi here that says Noach is Sadik Tomim Hoyebedelesov. Noach was a Sadik, a Tomim in his generation. Yesh Mirabe Seinu. There are those from our sages that say. 
this is a praise, and some say this was embarrassment. Only his generation <coughs> was he a tzaddik? Had he been in the generation of Avram Avinu, he would have been worthless. In Chabad, one of the main staples of which we live by on a daily basis is a sefer known as Sefer Hayyim Yim, compiled by the Friedrich Rebbe. Many different vertlach, many different ways of thought, many different ways of action. Yesterday's Hayyim Yim says that the Rebbe said in the Zeit. We have to live with the times. And his brother translated and told everybody what the Rebbe meant, which was, we need to live with the Pashas HaShavua. We need to live with Pashas HaShavua. Today's Ayyem Yem tells us Bereish is a beautiful parsha, very happy creation of the world, etc. Albeit we do have Cain and Heaven, we do have the sin of the Eitzadas, we do have issues there, but Bereish is generally a nice parsha. Neyach talks about the Mabel. Not so pleasant. But what happens at the end of Pasha's Neyach? The birth of Avram. The birth of Avram. Lech Lecha, beautiful Pasha already, because it's Simcha Gedela, we're living with Avram Avinu and Vaitira. So I'll repeat again, at the end of Pasha's Nayach, is the birth of Avram Avinu. Rashi says though, if he was in the generation of Avram, Noyach died. Avram was 58 years old. Avram was born 58 years before Noyach died. See in Ebenezer it says, Avram Avinu ben Nunches Kashemes Noyach. Avram Avinu was 58 when Noyach died. So he was in the same generation. He was in the same generation. Maybe we can answer. The Rambam writes, the beginning of Hilchus Havid Zara. Ben Abayim Shani Hikir Avram as Beirei. Avram was forty when he recognized his Creator. Kevin Shihikir. The Yoda, since he, as soon as he knew and recognized, his chil lehashiv tshuves al bnei urkasdim. He tried to influence and to work and to improve the lifestyle people of urkasdim. However, came in shigavar alayem b'yisov. 
it got a little out of hand, as we'll say. Because the king wanted to kill him in Aslanes, and a miracle happened. And then Avram Vinu goes out to Choram. At that point in time, he starts to call out and he advertised throughout the world the greatness of Hashem Echad, Shmei Echad. And he would go around, he would travel with his message until <coughs> he came to Ezkanan. And there he called out. It says, Vayikra Shem, B'Shem Hashem, Kel Elohim. It's called there, the name of God, Kel Elohim, God of the world. And when the people came and asked him, what are you doing, what's going on, what are you talking about? He let each and every one know on a personal basis, according to his understanding, until they did sure. of thousands of people gathered to Abraham Avinu. And these were the Anshi Beis Avram. And they gave over their their whole existence there. So although he was 40 years old and he recognized Hashem, still at all, till he actually had influence on the generation, that they agreed to his words by force only when he came to Eskenan and there it says then he had the tens of thousands that he influenced and only that point where they called on Shevram according to this that we can perhaps look at and see what was generation of Avraham? The generation that accepted and went in his way. And this started only when Avraham was in Ezkinan. How old was he in Ezkinan? He was 75 years old already. So Avraham's generation as we know it only started when he was 75. And we said before that Nayak died when Avram was only 58. So it was not yet Avram's generation. So yes, the calendar, they overlap. But no, he did not live in his generation. And therefore was not influenced by Avram Avinu. And therefore his His being a tzaddik is a tzaddik in his generation. Parsha is lamed, and then we read the Haftarah after. 
in the Haftarah, the famous Haftarah Parshas Neach, the Me'ah Mabla called Me'in Noyach, the waters of Noyach. <coughs> the word Noyach comes from the word Menucha, rest, peaceful. That would not describe at all the Me'ah Mabla. The Me'ah Mabla wreaked havoc, destruction. So it's explained the Mabel caused on the world that the world should be Nechirucha. The May Mabel were the waters of a mikveh and they purified the world and they elevated the world itself. And therefore the words of the Nevi'im which they reveal the true inner Kavana it says revealing the secrets on his servants, the Nevi'im. Therefore they called it the name that it caused in the world, the name that it affected the world as Meinayach. When do we read Parshas Nayach? Shabbos Bereshis, or Shabbos Mavarach Mecheshun. At the end of Tishrei. So Nayach has to be read in the month of Cheshun. We have a lesson from this as well. When a Yid completes his Aveda, his service of the month of Tishrei, and he's very sated from Tishrei, and needs to ter- return himself now to Uvdin the Chel, to the mundane daily work, the main grind, the daily grind. He gets frightened. The Ma'im Rabim, the great waters that come to drown out society, that drown out Kedusha. The trouble, the headaches, the business deals, the whole worldly day-to-day stimulus package tells us that Mayim Rabin, what are these real Mayim Rabin that are coming at us? These real Mayim Rabin Mameneach. Menucha. So that a Jew serves his service to God and it succeeds on conquering all the other tirdes and the machshoves and the, the, the amvalvo, all the burdens that just totally distort the mind, he reaches now even, achieves now even a higher level than possible. So much so that the Mayim Rabim turned into Mei Noyach, they bring Naicherucha, in all the spiritual and physical ways together. And thereby we say, Ma'im Rabm Layukhla Lachavis Sahaba.
This week was Rosh Chodesh. Last Shabbos, Shabbos Mevarech Machodesh. Shabbos is a day meaning Mizbarech Beikuli Yemen. All the days of the week are blessed because of Shabbos. Technically, we're benching the coming upcoming week, like we bench Rosh Chodesh. Therefore, we find one of those days that will get benched on Shabbos, Pashas Neach. Actually, it doesn't work this year, this, this thought. Usually, when it comes out, and this year, because the Shredish is Sunday, Monday, so the following Sunday is Zion Cheshvan. What Zion Cheshvan? Which we may as well talk about anyway because she, next year is going to be after Zion Cheshvan Mitzvah. What happens Zion Cheshvan? The day that Igiya Achrin Shevi Yisrael and Harpros. The last Jew that came to be Eilerengel, that came to the Beis Hamikdash for Sukkis, arrived home in Harpas. Keeping score at home, it's Gemara Tainis Tavyudom Ralef. Vos Hot Zayin Cheshvan with Pashas Neach in that case. Actually, this is what we can say is that this Shabbos Pashas Neach. Which is going to be benching Zion Cheshvan anyway. At the end of the Pasha, it talks about the Deir Aflaga. After the whole mobble and everything else, we bumped into a new, a new problem. They all wanted to gather together to build a tower and attack These people called the Deir Aflaga. They wanted to settle in one place. This is against the Kavana of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. This is not why HaKadosh Baruch Hu created a whole world. HaKadosh Baruch Hu created a world Mlai as Aretz V'Kishua. Fill it up! HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants that B'nai Adam should fulfill, should fill up the entire world. Not in only one place. Spread them out for the whole world shouldn't be just a punishment but rather dispersing them throughout the world brings about the fulfillment of why the world was created this is what Zion Cheshvan is all about the month of Tishrei caught all the Yidnu Eilerego Nirushalayim and it was Achtas the way we saw it even Achtas Beruchnius. Spiritually, they were one. Everybody gathered together to see Lira Yisprei Hashem. After Yom Tov, Nifradim Ish Mereyu, Vechazen Ish Ish Lim Kremei, they spread out, they departed one from another, and each one returned to their homes. Ache Beshivet Macheshven, until Zayim Archeshvan, the last path, person walking, arrived in Nahar Pras. 
So therefore we find on this day that the Jews are really, really spread out. But spiritually, deep down, there's a good connotation with being spread out. The godly intention is that the light of Kedusha should not remain only in Yerushalayim. And not only the little derflach around Yerushalayim. But B'nai Yisrael should be spread throughout all the places. And make Dirala Yisbarach B'tachtenim a dwelling for the Abishta in that world, in the world. Even the furthest places, Harpras, Naharpras, by Naharpras also, they needed to have the Kedusha of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Dira B'tachtenim. We bring back a little bit of our attention to Pashas Nayach. When Pashas Nayach talks about, first thing as we said before, the Mabel. Before anything happens, HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Meisha, I don't know how to make it through this year. <coughs> make yourself an ark from Geifer. Geifer is a wood, a type of wood. Rashi writes, there were many ways that he could have saved himself here. Could have saved Nayak. Why the Balagan? constructing an ark and everything else. So the man of the generation of the flood should see him occupied with this for 120 years and can ask him, what are you doing? What are you doing this for? And he will say to them, HaKadosh Baruch Hu told me to. He's going to bring a flood on the world. Because the people are not behaving properly. But I don't know if he added that last sentence. But by saying how Baruch is going to bring a flood and destroy the world, he was taking for granted they would understand that. They're hoping that they would do tshuva. It wasn't a year. It wasn't five years. Not a decade. Over a century. 120 years he built this deva. A little exaggerated, really. A little exaggerated. Yeah, I understand. He had to cut his own wood, get his own trees... Gaifer, he had to build it, he had to seal it, he had to... Yofi. A hundred and twenty years. Wow. The Ragachava, the Rebbe's Rebbe, translates and says that Rashi here is one of opinion that Hashem told Neach, 
make it yourself. Noyach should personally make the entire ark without assistance. Consequently, look at the dimensions. I was actually talking today to two engineers in Manchester. One is three, one is seven. And they were explaining to me the three levels of the Teva. One level the people were on, one level the animals were on, one level is for the rubbish. It's quite a, an involved edifice. And we're not talking about, and they told me, I asked, what animals went on? The tigers? Lions? The bears? Oh, the elephants? And the cows? And the sheep? And they started naming off everything that they could have seen in a zoo. And the National Geographic. So we see the Teva was a substantial edifice having people in it families, Neach, his three sons and their wives, Neach's wife himself, two of every animal, seven of kosher ones, and then who knows how long the downstairs would have to be used, so it needed to be big. And there's one Neach building this, Obviously, 120 years is not much. It's actually quite impressive that he can pull such a thing off. therefore that Neach knew he had to build it himself but this is a problem because the Gemara and Sukkah if you keep the score at home Nun Beis Amin Beis 52 side 2 and Rashi says Neach was assisted by his son Shem the Rebbe explains that there are two opinions here of Rashi and the opinions are contingent on the following question. In the Teda, we know there's a concept called a shaliach. Someone is appointed to do something. Now, who appointed? I took a dollar, and I appointed somebody to go put this in tzedakah for me. Halacha dictates... It's as if I myself did it. No. By a Jew, is the same halacha stand for Ben Noach? A Noachite? 
if he has an obligation, can he ask or appoint someone else to do it and fulfill it? So according to Rashi on the Teda, that he had to do it himself, he cannot appoint an emissary. Therefore, it took him 120 years. While the Gemara says, no. The Gemara follows the opposing opinion, that he can appoint the messenger. According to the opinion Rashi follows the Gemara, there's no mention of 120 years Bechal. And therefore, since Shem helped him out, it took Nehachim much shorter time. The two opinions can also be contingent on the actual purpose of what the Ark was all about. Was it a means of survival or a source of admonition and direction for the people? If it was meant survival to provide means of survival, no reason for Nehachim to do it himself could have had it done quicker so that he could survive. However, it was for the purpose to admonish the people. Shem wanted the ark to be constructed entirely by Nehach himself, for as his responsibility as a spiritual leader, as we said before, of the generation, to continuously guide and direct all of humanity in a proper way of serving Hashem. Hopefully, during the 120 years' time, he was occupied with the construction, he'd managed to persuade the people to improve their ways. But the Pasik says something very interesting. All the flesh has corrupted their ways on the earth. As darkly. His way. His way. What is his way? She just say, Ki hishchis kobosar alores. The whole world existing on the ground. Why darkly? Where does the word darkly come in here? There's a story told. In a city in Europe, there lives a yid named Chaim. And unfortunately, his livelihood was he was the Shtod Ganef. Chaim's son was becoming Bar Mitzvah. And he invited the whole town. The town was now in a celebra- in a in a dilemma. First dilemma, if I don't go, he'll be angry at me, he'll come rob my house. If, on the other hand, we do go, is it kosher? Is he going to use kosher food? They went to the rabbi. 
They confronted the rabbi with their problem. And he told them he'd get back to them in a few days. The rabbi invited Chaim to his office, to his study. And he got into conversation. Chaim, he says, how do you support your family? Chaim answered, everyone knows I need something, I go out and steal it. Chaim, you go stealing. What happens if the door's locked? Door's locked, I break it. And what happens if someone's standing in your way? I break him. Oofa. Chaim told me, if you break into a house and you find a piece of tray for meat, would you take that too? Chaim looked at the rabbi in his eyes and says, Rebbe, I'm a yid. What's wrong with you? I know my limits. That I wouldn't do. Chas Ah, so he knew that the Chaim keeps only kosher. However, the Deira Mabel was not like that. The Deira Mabel was so deteriorated that they had no limits. They had nothing that held them back. They stopped at nothing. This therefore was what it says as Darkai telling us that although the normalcy says that a person has Darkai, has a limit where he stops, here it was not even in play. They went over and beyond. We know, and we tell the year, every year the Medish, and I said we, tell, we usually tell it. I'm not going to tell the story of how the Medish of Nayak's first action coming out of the Teva. Nayak's first reaction coming out of the Teva. It be carbonus, he understood. But Vayochil Neach Ish Adoma Vayita Korim. He plants a vineyard. Vayesh Vinayai Vayishkor Vayizgabasechaholi. He drank from the wine, got drunk, and revealed was revealed in his tent. Tere tells us that Chom saw this 
the father the, in his improper state and told the two brothers that the father was lying there in a drunk stupor, not very well dressed, shall we say. The two brothers, Shem Yafas, went, took a garment. They walked in backwards into the tent, not to look at what's going on, and they covered their father. And they saw nothing. When they turned around, he was lying there fully covered. This is what we know from time, from time in history. So looking at the Pasuk, we learn Look at the passage we learn that the tailor wants to teach us something special. They did not see the erva of their father. A very special merit that they had and brought upon themselves. Before this, the Pazik said twice as they went in backwards. And therefore, it's understood they didn't see anything. Mm-hmm. But the Taylor wants to stress this concept that they did not understand. And therefore, it's understood. They saw nothing. Sorry. That they did not understand for themselves what they actually did by walking in backwards. They didn't see where they were going. This is understood from the words of Vashemtiv. Vashemtiv says if a person sees Rahman something bad by his friend, this is a lesson that you yourself need to take something wrong that you're doing. For the Zulas, the other person is a mirror. One whose face is clean doesn't see in the mirror anything. If he sees dirt in the mirror, the dirt is on his face. The intention behind this is everything is Ishkachapratis. If a person was totally pure and clean from any kind of evil or wickedness or bad, he's not shown any bad. From a Shamayim, they only showed to a person that deserves to see something wrong, something wrong by somebody else. So that they themselves should take themselves away from it. And then they can fix it. How do we know? Ask. But how do we know 
that the concept done shown to a person in a Shemayim bad by somebody else is in order to fix by himself maybe it's in order to fix the bad by the other person after all says, you must reprimand your friend maybe that's why he saw this the answer is simple if the reason was only to fix what the old, what the other one was doing, he wouldn't see the bad of his friend. He would only see what there is that needs to be fixed. He wouldn't see evil itself. Since the stress would be only on fixing. The mere fact that he saw something bad is because it comes from within himself, the bad. showing us that this evil is something that he himself has. This is what the Tate is looking to teach us here in the behavior of the Bnei Neach. Chum was a wicked man. And therefore Vayar is Aviv. He was pushed bad. His whole soul. And he saw bad by his father. Whereas Shem and Yafes were clean, they were cleansed from any evil. And therefore they only saw what they had to see to fix. But the part, the bad of their father, they did not see. The lesson from this is, a Jew needs to see only good by a fellow Jew. If there's something needs to be fixed, only see it in order to fix it. Not to see it as something bad. Because then it's something within you. So much more so not to tell, talk about other people. Like Chum went out and did. And he went out and told everybody what's going on with the Father. So much so that Shem Yafes merited a holy shame through the Achtas Yisrael and through the Avis Yisrael, of not looking, and not, fi- not trying to find shame of Chasashalom, his father, this is what, this is how, he was rewarded. And I believe we told the story many times, of Shvarad Wolf, also, who was a tzaddik nister, and a love that came to him for Shabbos, the whole Arichas HaMaisa, hopefully you can find it somewhere in the archives, where Shvat Wolf ultimately, first, when they bought, the man came in, the Rav came in before Shabbos to the guy's house, everything was so ugly, but then a month of Shabbos, before, before by Shalashudas, everything was so beautiful, because you were purified over Shabbos, and therefore now you only see beauty. And this was, this is, the lesson and the message to us. We need to see only good within each and every person. If Chas Shalom, we see something that's a flaw, we need to see to try to help the other person. Not look at the flaw, not diagnose it as a flaw. Not try to embellish it as a flaw, Chas Shalom 
but rather to tell the person, to help the person, to guide the person through, so that the person should be able to overcome, the person should be able to fix, the person should be able to reconnect their connections with God the way they should be. Because Baruch Hu should answer all our tefillahs. Since today's generation, the Tzadik Adair is not Nayach, but the Tzadik Adair davens for each and every one of us. And the Tzadik Adair is being misspelled continuously. May the Tzadik Adair's tefillahs be answered once and for all. And with the main tefillah of the Tzadik Adair, of Shiyabana Beis HaMikdash, we should find ourselves this very Shabbos in Yerushalayim, in our Kodesh, in Shabbos to all.